And uh, my watch says it's 20 after 12, so we're ready to close. <laughs> Amen, right? <laughs> it's good to see familiar faces, good to see new faces. And I pray that every time we get the opportunity to come back, that we'll keep seeing new faces, you know, until we get to the point that I don't know anybody, and that would be a great thing. Well, not a great thing for you, because that means you've hidden somewhere. But uh, it is good to be back here, and transition and change is what God always does, and it's not always easy. Because I, I know when we retired a little over a year ago, I was excited about it. I mean, I still am, don't get me wrong. But when we finally got to Arizona and started to settle in, I thought, well, I'm supposed to be in my office studying somewhere. How am I going to pray? How am I going to read the Word? I don't have an office anymore. You know, so I had to learn to do something different. You know what? You know you can pray in bed? How many knows you can pray in bed? And I have a Kindle, and I can read the Word on my Kindle now. But it was a transition. It was a change because I was used to studying. I was used to finding myself in my office and doing everything there. Now, all of a sudden, I don't have an office. I've got a transition it would have been easy just not to do any of those things. But I think I would have shriveled up and died. So you have to find a way through. Life isn't always easy. Sometimes life is a little bit more difficult than you think. And, but you're stronger than you think. And with God... With you, you can do anything. You can get through anything. Rick, Linda, Rebecca, you can get through anything. With God with you, you can get through struggles. You know, and I've had a few since I've retired. I, now, I'm 100% healed right now. You know? I don't need to see another doctor till next year. And that's good for me. You know, they took a knuckle out of my little toe and it don't move anymore, but uh, I can still walk. And uh, had an infection in it and for 42 days had antibiotics every day at a hospital. And But God brought me through it. I'm on the other side of it. And everybody's given me a clean bill of health and so... I'm ready to play a little golf in Arizona. But it, it is good to be back. Had the opportunity to preach last night at the Latino congregation. And uh, I don't know, the music probably was an hour and a half, I suppose. The worship goes a long time. And uh, you, the dancers that they have, you know, it's like a workout. Figure they're dancing for all that time. 
And so, but it was an exciting time to be here and exciting to be here today, to be with you. And I know that God has something great for the bridge of faith. I believe that Pastor Mike and Jerry are the ones that God has called here and that God has led here. And in the process of time, and I remember when we first came to the Bridge of Faith, it took a while to really get through some things. But God is faithful to us, and he will bring us through. I want to take a few minutes and read a couple scriptures. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, is a well-known portion of scripture that everybody could probably quote. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come, that's Jesus, I have come that you and they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's what God wants, is to have abundant life for every one of us. We know that we live in a world of conflict. Do you know that? No matter where you turn, there's conflict. Whether it's at home, whether it's in our society, our cities, our states, our government, there is conflict. And in the Gospel of John chapter 10, it talks a lot about the contrast that he is the good shepherd. There is a hireling that just does it because he can get whatever he can get. And then he does a contrast in this verse. It says there is a thief. There is one that comes in. His only purpose for existence is to wreak havoc in your life. That's his only purpose is to wreak havoc in your life. But the purpose of Christ for your life is to bring life to you. Abundant life, not just simple life, but abundant life. Now, Frank Damasio, in his describing this verse, he says this life is rich and satisfying. You can have and enjoy life to the fullest until it overflows. No better life than what Jesus offers you. Taking your life to the next level, and there is another level. Taking your life to the next level requires a breaking out, a letting go, a stepping up, and allowing things to unfold at God's pace, His way, and His timing. But I believe that the Lord does want us to move to another level. There's always another level that we can move to. Sometimes we just start going through life. Just going through life. Get up, go to work, come home, watch a little TV, go to bed. Get up, go to work, come home. Sometimes that becomes our life. Any of you have been there? 
that's just your life. There's got to be more than that. There has to be more than that. There has to be more than just interruptions. There has to become in our lives a place where we begin to step up and step out and sometimes let go of things that we've held on to for a long time so that you can be released to live a life that God wants you to live in 2019 into 2020. But sometimes letting go of things is a difficult thing to do because we just hold on to things. Wow, why can't we let things go? There are no sacred cows. The only thing that is really important today is Jesus. That's the most important thing and the life that he desires to infuse into us, which is his life, and his life carries with it another level of living. It's more than just going to work. It's actually living life even while you're at work. Living life while you're at church. Living a full life while you're doing other things. Excited about it. Excited about getting up the next day and moving on. How many of you sometimes dredge the next day? Right now I kind of dredge the next days because my wife has me painting. Uh, I absolutely hate painting. A guy came and gave us a price to paint the trim of our house because my wife didn't like peach. I love peach. <laughs> she wanted to paint it a different color. So we decided, well, we're not going to spend that much. We can do this ourselves. Oh, my God. Should have spent the money. Because <laughs> going up and down the ladder is killing me. Sometimes you just dread the next day. You know, we've got one side of our carport's all done, right? Oh, uh. can I stay here for a few more days? Because I know as soon as I go back, she's going to want me to get up and start painting, but I know I got other stuff to do. Yeah, golf. I'm trying to live my life to the fullest. And if I live my life to the fullness, it's not about painting. But somehow, some way, we have to discover a way to live our lives even while we're doing things we don't like to do. That we can have joy in that. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But there can be joy in that. But sometimes you just have to get out of your mind. Because our mind starts to convince us you don't want to do that. You don't want to get up in the morning to paint. You really don't. And, and so I'm trying to convince myself. But yet, if I let go of that and get started on it, I can enjoy it. Finishing the job. I can see the end coming. That's what brings the joy. So sometimes you just have to let go 
of a way of thinking. Because sometimes our way of thinking drags us down and we don't live the kind of life that Jesus is talking about here in John 10.10. An abundant life is what he wants for every one of us. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's happening in your life. Did you know that no matter what's going on in your life, you can live a life of joy? Because Jesus in your life doesn't change anything else that's out there. It gives you joy. So in the midst of all your struggles, you can still have joy. In the midst of all that, you can still have life. Now, I want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11 to 13. This really brings it out in the Message Bible, brings it out very clearly. Now, who do you think Paul's writing to here? He's writing to Christians. He's writing to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church actually came behind in no gift. I mean, they had all the gifts in operation. All these gifts up here that you see, they had it in operation. But they were still a messed up congregation. And so in writing to them, here's what he says. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. See, even though they were, had all the religious things going, they were missing something. They were missing this abundant life that Jesus is offering. They had all the gifts. They had all this thing going, but there was something missing. He said, this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. Ah, now listen to this. The smallness you feel comes from within you. You limit yourself from what God wants to do in your life. We take the thinking that the world impresses upon us, and it's almost like, I, we can't do that. Yes, you can. If God says, yes, you can, we small, it's like small thinking. It's like thinking that, boy, okay, let's just take, for instance, the bridge faith. This church is never going to grow. Do you know that's small thinking? That's not right thinking. You need to say, wow, look at the new faces. Even if there's one or two a week, Wow, look at the new faces. This is exciting because I can see what God is doing. It's an amazing thing that God can do great things. Our pastor of the church that we attend right now, and they have five campuses, but he made the statement last week that there have been 3,000 commitments to Christ this year already in the five campuses. So I'm telling you that God can do anything. He, but we, he has to get through the smallness of our own thinking. 
and say, God can. And you have to sometimes let go of some things. Sometimes you have to break out. You know, like I told the Latino church last night, you know, and all the dancing they were doing, I don't do stuff like that. I can't do it. But I told them I'm dancing inside. You know, my heart's dancing away. And to me, that's exciting. And so sometimes we have to let ourselves go a little bit. Let your hair, I know, John, you can't let your hair down. <laughs> oh, no, I guess your pastor can't either. <laughs> you know, let it go. Let some things go. Sometimes it's just the smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Open up your lives to new avenues, to new ways of thinking, to new things that God is going to do. Mike talked about there's a river of change coming. And open up to it. Be okay with it. Well, I don't know if I like this. Why do we do that? We do that all the time, probably. We've, be, we've actually trained ourselves to not like certain things. We've already put ourselves on the market saying, I'm not going to like it. What if you just open your life to something different? Okay, this, this might work. Even if you just say, this might work. Yeah, yeah this is good. This is a good thing. And I believe that God can work through that. But as long as we maintain the smallness and the small thinking, God has a hard time working through that. Or you can look at it and say, well, this is the way it's always been. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be this is the way it's always been. It can be brand new. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how old you are. You know things can change. Uh, Tony, how old are you? <laughs> 52. See, even at his age, things can change. Life can change no matter how old you are. And it can, I don't care how old you are, it can still be better. You might be 85, you might be 90. Life can still be good at that age. But if you think small, nothing will change. You got to think bigger. I believe that God wants all of us to start thinking bigger. He wants to move you to another level of living. So that means letting go of some things and moving towards something that might be entirely brand new for your brain matter. You can do it. I believe that God wants to do some powerful things at the bridge of faith. I mean... Though we're not here, we pray for your pastors. We pray for you. We believe that God is doing the right thing right now. And I believe that as God continues to do that, and you get out of your small thinking, God can do some great things. 
because that's the kind of God we serve. He wants to give you that abundant life that is more than just a presence, but it's something that is continually working in our lives to make us brand new. Day by day, look for new mercies. Look for new things from God, new ways that God will speak to you. Our God, I know he changes not, but he changes us. So let him come into your heart and into your mind. Let him give you something fresh. Break out of the old. Don't you get tired of fighting the same battles? Don't you want some new battles? Do you really want some new battles? You know, some, some of the battles we've been fighting, we've been fighting for years. Time for some new ones. God, give me some new battles. These, these old things, I'm, I'm, I'm walking right by them. I'm not going to let them do anymore. I'm not going to let them hold me back anymore. I'm not going to let them hold me down. I want to be released from them. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to think differently. God, I'm going to live my life the way you want me to live my life. And I want it to be full and rich. Only what you give to me, God, I'm going to live my life. And I believe that God will open up the windows of heaven and you will see the streams in the desert. You'll see the wilderness grow again. You need to let go and let God have his way. Stand with me. There's a lot of things that people struggle with in this world. One thing we cannot do is allow other people to dictate the kind of life we live. But we do. Sometimes we let politics dictate our lives. We let people dictate our lives. What needs to dictate your life is Jesus and his power that comes into your life. But sometimes we let others around us decide whether we're going to have joy or not. It can't be that way. It can't be. I'm telling you that if you read the newspapers and watch all the news, you will go batty. But if you listen to what Jesus says, and he gives us a good report. Listen to what he has to say. Let his life permeate our lives. Because I even think about Jesus when that storm the disciples were in. And what was he doing? He was sound asleep. How do you sleep in a boat that's being tossed and turned? It's because the life that he had kept him settled and in a good place. Last night, while all this music was going on and everything was going on, Pastor Delmer's son, right here in the front row, was out like a light. Sound asleep. How, do you, how does that happen? How do we have peace in the midst of of warring conflicts going all around us. Well, you can 
if you start thinking differently and knowing that Jesus has your life. He's the one that has your life. So whatever's going on in this world, don't let that dictate your joy and your peace and the joy that God wants to put in your life. Don't let that happen. Because we can if we let it. So let's quit thinking that way. Say, okay, God, whatever you've got, I'm ready for it. Come and give it to me, Lord. I am ready for it. And I believe that God has a desire to bless the bridge of faith, your pastors, your leadership. God is going to do some great things. But let go of these things that's been holding you back. Let God work in your life. Amen. Amen. Um, can I have uh, Pastor Deborah come on up too?